0: This is a podcast from the children's radio station Fun Kids. Listen on DAB Digital Radio across the UK or online at funkidslive.com.
1: Evie can talk to animals and they can understand her. Read about her wild adventures in Evie and the Animals and Evie in the Jungle by best-selling author Matt Haig. Out now.
0: Hello and welcome to the Fun Kids Book Club podcast with me, Bex. This week I'll be chatting to the author Serena Patel, finding out all about her brand new book Anisha, Accidental Detective, and I'll be finding out about her favourite childhood book as well. Plus, I'll have a little chat with Michael Rosen. So first up, this is what happened when I got to meet Serena Patel. Hey, this is Bex in the club and I'm joined by the author Serena Patel. Hello. Hello. How are you doing? I'm all right, thank you. Am I right in thinking this is your first book? It is, yes. That is super exciting. It is so exciting. Uh, so this is Anisha,
1: Accidental Detective. Yes. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about it? So Anisha is 10 and she loves science, she loves books and she loves the quiet and just sitting in a corner in her chair with her book and being left alone. Unfortunately, Anisha belongs to a rather large and chaotic family who are always getting themselves into trouble. And as much as she would like to ignore them, quite often she mm-hmm. can't and has to take charge of the situation, which is what happens when Auntie Bindi, who is her, her auntie, is getting married. And Auntie Bindy is quite dramatic and would like the wedding to be the wedding of the year. And the day before the wedding, Anisha discovers a note has been pushed through the door, which says that Uncle Tony the groom, has been kidnapped, and he won't be returned unless the wedding is canceled. So Anisha takes one look back into the house and thinks, shall I tell the grown-ups? But Auntie Bindi's having a meltdown because she's got a big spot on her nose (laughs) and the flowers are wrong and everything's wrong. And she thinks, I'm only going to make it worse if I tell her. So actually what I'll do, I'll go down the road and find my best friend Milo and we'll try and suss it out together, which is what they try to do. So yeah, her and
0: Milo go on a bit of a mission. They do. To try and figure out who has sent this ransom note because it's all cut out of, you
1: know, it's a classic ransom note, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, It's great. (laughs) It's amazing. So um, the two of them get up to a bit of an adventure. They do. So quite a few members of the family are behaving quite suspiciously. And so they head off to kind of investigate and see where Uncle Tony could possibly be. I've got to say, so... In it, Anisha is also a bridesmaid as well She is, which she really doesn't
0: want to and be I know that feeling entirely <laughs> That feeling of like, oh the puffy dress And you don't know what you're going to wear yes. And what, what things you have to go and do So I did appreciate her pain in that respect <laughs> Absolutely got that one And also, when you're from like busy chaotic families Weddings I imagine are just the worst time of year Yes,
1: yeah She just, she really doesn't like anything like that anyway And just the thought of being the centre of attention as bridesmaid Is just horrific to Anisha So she would really rather avoid it <laughs>
0: Uh, one thing I really loved about the books is you put little footnotes in. Yes. So when words are, like,
1: not obvious or when it's nice to explain something, uh, wh- how did that come about? So that was something that came through the editorial process, actually. So there were a few things that... And we didn't really want to over-explain, um, but we felt there were things that m- might need a slight explanation, and uh-huh. the footnote was quite a nice way to do that. So, that, yeah, as I say, that was through the editorial process.
0: It's a really, really fun way of kind of explaining something and not making it, like really boring but just being like really fun about it as well there is also a quiz at the back
1: yes Uh, have you done the quiz? no so that was uh, again part of the editorial um, team's kind of input into the book and and just to make it fun really and for there to be some extra things to do yeah I've done the quiz I'm Milo <laughs> are you yeah yeah wow it's I, I,
0: oh, I, brilliant I had a lovely time but I love a quiz <laughs> I'm all in straight away I did that quiz immediately uh, so I guess because uh, this book is very fun and has got a lot of let's say
1: legs you're gonna you've written a second one is that right yes so is this going to be a long-running series? I'm hoping so. So at the moment, there is a second and a third book in progress. So the second one's been written and is currently being illustrated by Emma. And the third one, I'm in the middle of writing the very first draft of it. So <gasps> The third one?
0: Yes. Wow. <laughs> it's like a machine. Do you have any shit in your head with you all of the time at the moment? She pretty much is at the moment, yeah. <laughs> and is there one of the characters apart from these two guys here, apart from Anisha and Milo, who is your favourite to write? Granny Jazz. Yeah? Definitely. Is she inspired by anybody from your family?
1: I think she's probably inspired by a couple of people. Um, So my own grandmother you know up until recently actually and she's going to be 85 this year would always wear a sari pleated to perfection right. and the long plait um, and it's only recently she's moved into wearing trousers because it's just getting too much for her bless her the upkeep yes Um, and my mother-in-law uh, who's sadly no longer with us was quite a feisty kind of larger than life character and I think she's probably crept in there a little bit as well so
0: so using all aspects of your life yes in the book yeah definitely
1: and can you tell us a little bit about the long lobster as well. So the lobster sort of crept into the story and was inspired by something that happened in real life. So my mother-in-law used to cook all kinds of amazing curries in her big pot and one day we were over there and she brought home, well she said I'm going to cook a lobster curry and I thought well she's probably got some lobster meat maybe she's been to the fish market or I don't know uh, not having ever experienced lobster curry. And she didn't. She, in fact, had a live lobster... Uh, and put it in her sink as she was doing all the preparation and it was sort of click-clacking around the sink and that was just totally bizarre to me. Oh, man, yeah. And the kids were loving it. They were kind of like, oh, there's a lobster in Granny's sink, (laughs) uh, which they thought was fabulous. And so when I was writing the book and kind of thinking of funny things that could happen, that sort of just crept in by itself and it it seems to be a real hit with kids, actually. We had a school event today and uh, I had so many questions about the lobster.
0: (laughs) It's funny, isn't it? What people pick up on. Yes. And you've got the lobster facts at the back of the book as well, haven't you? Yes.
1: Just to make sure everybody hears
0: about it. (laughs) Excellent.
1: Man, lobster curry as yes, well. I've never yeah. heard of that before. No, and I, I still don't know what that tastes like because then she... We, I don't think we stayed that day, so... <laughs> Was that, like, more out of choice to avoid the lobster? <laughs> might have been, yeah. <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> Fab, so we do a little quick-fire round of questions
0: And okay. Fun Kids uh, for all authors um, who are here for their first time, so I thought I'd do that with you right now, if that's OK. Uh, so, first one is books or Kindles? Books. Books. Every author says that. Heroes or villains?
1: Ooh. I'm going to say heroes. Heroes.
0: Film adaptation or TV adaptation? Film. Weddings or birthdays?
1: Birthdays. Oh, really? Yeah. I thought you'd go for weddings. <laughs> uh, writing or reading? Reading, I think.
0: Miss Marple or Sherlock Holmes? Ooh. I've gone down the detective kind of theme
1: there. Mm, Sherlock Holmes, I think.
0: Yeah, Hogwarts or Narnia? Narnia. Laptop or write by hand? Laptop. Lobster or Crab. Lobster I thought that might be the an answer <laughs> Roald Dahl or Jacqueline Wilson Roald Dahl uh, Bookshop visit or school tour Ooh, School tour Yeah Yeah uh, That always catches authors out actually uh, Write nine to five or do you write when you fancy When I, f- when I can fit it in really <laughs> Paddington Bear or Winnie the Pooh Or Paddington Paddington And finally the big one Salt and vinegar or cheese and onion Ooh, Cheese and onion Cheese Oh that's a
1: shame <laughs> oh, You're doing so
0: well until that one no that's fine I'll let you off that's, that's fair enough um, I've got to say first of all great answers secondly one of the few authors who actually does adhere by the quick fire around rules oh actually really? answers, <laughs> yeah so thanks for that that was very helpful uh, Serena we should say that uh, Anisha Accidental Detective is out right now yes you can't miss it it's a bright pink cover you really can't miss it it's, it's going to be there in the shops and uh, the next book in the series is out in September is that yes, right yes that's yeah. right fab so we will look out for it thank you so much for coming by Serena now it's time for a reading from Serena Patel from Anisha, Accidental Detective.
1: Lobster! Auntie Bindi shrieks and totters on her tiptoes. She's standing on the sofa in her pink spotty dressing gown. I notice Uncle Ricky has arrived and is lurking by the entrance to the marquee. Granny Jazz is making lobster curry later. I don't think the lobster likes that idea, he remarks, not looking up from his phone. No need to panic, says Mom in her sing-song just-keep-calm voice as she comes downstairs. It's probably more frightened of you than you are of it. Let me get to it, Milo pleads through the commotion. I can talk it round. Oh, bug van! just pass me the mop, orders Granny Jazz. Honestly, I've never known such a fuss. How do you think they're getting their food in the villages back home? If you ever meet my Granny Jazz, you'll see she is tiny but fierce. No one knows exactly how old she is. She has long grey hair, always tied back in a plait, and she wears a sari every day, pleated to perfection. She's the wrinkliest old person I know, but still as quick as a fox, and she leaps past me with her arm outstretched for the mop. Milo blocks the door to the kitchen. Maybe I should try to talk to the lobster. Your mum's right. He's probably more scared than all of you. You are trying to cook him, remember? Milo slowly walks through the doorway. I see it. The lobster is about as long as I am from my head to my waist. He's a dark brown greeny colour with little specks of electric blue dotted along his back and he's scuttling across the floor towards the back door, making a run for it, claws click-clacking as he goes. I just know this is not going to go well. Milo plus me plus escaped lobster on the run equals disaster waiting to happen. Careful now, Milo murmurs. You have to approach from behind or he could get you with his claw. Also, I saw a documentary once that showed how lobsters wee out of their faces, so maybe stay back. Milo inches round until he's behind the lobster, then lurches forward with his hands outstretched. Not seeing the mop bucket in front of him, he trips, landing face first. I make a leap to save Milo as he's falling, but the floor is slippery, my feet skid and my legs flail as I lose my balance and hit the tiles with a thud, which is just as painful as it sounds quick grab him! my shout to Milo, rushing to my feet and making a final dive for the lobster before it disappears out of the door. But just as I do, the lobster faces me. Everything slows down. I'm mid air, and he's looking straight at me over his enormous pincers. I could be imagining it, but I swear he just grinned at me. Then he does the most disgusting thing. Yes, you guessed it. He does a wee right at me. Yuck. OK, then let's find out what Serena's favourite childhood book
0: is. So this is our super secret part of the podcast, which listeners won't get in our daily show. This is an extra question I ask all authors. And I'm going to
1: ask you, Serena, what was your favourite book growing up or what is your favourite kids book? So I really loved Matilda when I was growing up and I still love it now, actually. So
0: Matilda is a classic by Roald Dahl. Yes. Uh, in case anybody hasn't read it, first of all, how have you missed it?
1: Secondly, uh, can you explain it to the listeners? So Matilda is a very special little girl who grows up in a family who don't really appreciate her and they definitely don't appreciate her love of reading. And books really are her salvation and her kind of special place to go and they teach her about the world. And as time goes on, she grows up and goes to school and realises that she is very special indeed and has some special powers and she decides to use them for good. As a kid when I read this, I remember staring at
0: objects for so long trying to see if they would move <laughs> Yes, with the force of my eyes. It never worked, obviously. But there was there is like a magical element to this book, isn't it?
1: Yes, absolutely. And was there any other Roald Dahl books as well that you kind of loved and read? I loved all his books, really. Um, probably my other favourites would have been... Charlie and the Great Glass Elevator and um, Danny, the Champion of the World. Just, yeah, just everything he wrote, I just sort of absorbed and yeah. loved and, yeah. So Matilda's a really strong female character. It is, yeah. Was that quite influential for you writing your book? I way? think so, yeah. And just the fact that she was, she knew herself and she knew what she wanted to do. And, and, you know, if she saw injustice, she kind of wanted to do something about it. And I think that was really powerful. And is it a book that you've read with your kids as well? Yes, and my daughter's read it, and right. she she loves all things Roald Dahl as well, which is lovely.
0: So if you could recommend any book into our Big Fun Kids Book Hall of Fame, that would be the one? I think so, yes. Excellent. You were the first person to pick Matilda, and it is an excellent oh, choice. Oh, wow. Yep, you are. <laughs> uh, Serena, thank you very much. Thank, thank you. I've been very busy recently because I also spoke to Michael Rosen. He was the head judge of the Lolly Awards. OK, I'm here at, backstage at the Lollies, joined by Michael Rosen. Hello.
2: Hello. Lovely to be here.
0: Well, thank you so much. I know you've got a very busy day today. Yes. You are one of the judges for the awards, is that right?
2: That's right. Um, I, I'm I'm the chief judge. I'm not just one of the judges. Blimey. No, look <laughs> at the size of my head. Can't you see? From the size of my head, I'm I'm, yeah, I'm the head honcho. That's right. I'm the one who says and calls them to order and says, there are not enough votes for this one, it's not funny enough, get rid of it. And so it leaves the table until all we're left is the shortlist.
0: Did you get, like, a special hat to wear? I feel like you should have a cape or a hat or something impressive.
2: It should be, but I just use my voice. Uh, Luckily, I did a little bit of drama training in my time, and also I I went to a university where everybody shouts very loudly in posh voices. Um, It's a special word for it. It's called stentorian. Yeah, exactly. It's a good word, isn't it? So um, I find a stentorian voice, and I just find that people just immediately quake. And they do exactly as what I tell them.
0: Well, that's very handy if you're the head of all of these judges. So you had all of those books, you had to whittle them down, because there are three categories, is that right?
2: That's right. We have the little ones, the medium ones, and the older ones. Mm-hmm. And um, it's it's a challenge. No, it's, it's interesting. Um, and... Um, yeah, you we read them beforehand. You did read them? Yes, read absolutely. Them. And we read them and then we sort of challenge each other. But I do it with votes, first of all, to see whether there are clear winners straight away oh, right. for the shortlist. So, you know, you find that one or two books gather all four of our votes, in which case you think, well, those are two definites. Mm-hmm. And then there's some that get no votes, in which case they leave the table. Very sorry, but they do. And so they leave. And then we're left with the ones with sort of twos and threes and a little bit of wrangling goes on. And, um, and we, well, the way I do it, I'm very democratic. I ask people to be spokespeople for a book. Okay. So I say, speak for the book. And they go, oh, that's so funny. I can't. <laughs> and you go, oh, right, you liked it. <laughs> and um, that, that's quite good. And then someone else goes, well, I didn't find it funny at all. And Or they might say, I've shared it with my children. We, mm-hmm. we bring our children into it, um, and we talk about that. Um, we talk about the illustrations, obviously, uh, particularly with the young ones. Um, so it's not just words. It's also words and pictures. And then I say to them, ideally, a funny book should be funny from page one to last page. Ideally. Sure. So if I say there's a book that's funny for Chapter 1 and Chapter 2, but the other eight chapters, it's not funny. It doesn't matter how funny Chapter 1 and Chapter 2 are, that's not really a funny book. It's a book that's got funny bits in. So I do sometimes, as chief judge, put my foot down about that. Um, And there are some funny books, and by very famous authors, and I shall name no names, that are very funny, but at the very end, they're not at all funny. There's a sort of sad resolution or something like that. And I don't know whether I was over-severe in the past by saying, well, that means they're not a funny book. And I think possibly I regret that. And I think... This is the
0: lollies though, this is for funny books, that's the whole point of the awards, right? It
2: is, but if I think what I was saying was that some books, they sort of funny books, if there's a big thing at the end I mean, think of Matilda. We all think of Matilda as a very funny book, but actually the last chapter isn't funny at all. It's actually quite serious. And I think If I'd stuck to that way of judging, Matilda would never have been counted as a funny book. Right. Which is a sort of mistake, isn't it? Because it's got, obviously, Bruce Bogtrotter, it's got Miss Trunchbull, you know, it's got the idea that Matilda can make things move and that's funny and all these sorts of things. So I've sort of relaxed that very sort of strict judgment and I say, well, even if there is an ending like Matilda, it can still be a funny book and it still could be the way children in particular think of the book i think most people with most children I and mean, adults who've read matilda would think well that was a funny book but actually when you get to it the ending is it's sort of it's it's kind of how can i call it it's sort of serious and a wee bit sad really i mean it's all right it's all very great because miss honey is sort of uh, got everything, but yeah. it's a sort of slight sadness. I mean, she's lost her parents, hasn't she? And she's going to be looked after by Miss Honey. Now, in my strict judge ways, I'd have said, <laughs> Matilda's not a funny book. And I think I would have been wrong.
0: I think you might have been uh, shouted out the room by your fellow judges.
2: I might have been, but you can see, you see, because I've got my stentorian voice, they can shout as so much as they like, but I overrule them. You see, I say no. Anyway, I've stopped making that Good. Uh, a, a test. If If most of the book is funny, And even if it does have an ending like Matilda or this book that should be not named, um, which perhaps, you know, might have won, um, then uh, then, yes, uh, I I, will relax and say, yes, that's all right. It is a funny book. Sorry.
0: So we are here today before the awards are announced. Do you have, a, I mean, I'm not going to ask you to tell me, but do you have a few favourites, perhaps, that you would like to see win?
2: No, I don't. I'd, my general view is that this year, you know, and most years, that uh, it's really for the children to decide. And I don't, I don't have favourites. I thought these were lovely books, really funny. In different ways. I mean, that's one of the hardest things to judge, and hard luck it's you children have got to do it, is that you can be funny in different ways. You know, you can be funny slapstick, you can be funny wordy, Mm -hmm. you can make funny wordy things, um, and you can have funny because of surprises, so there's a sudden thing that the last thing on earth you would expect, you can have funny. Um, And then there's also a sort of strange tone of funniness that uh, I can only describe it It's sort of... it, it. It adds with the word we use, the posh word we use is cumulative, where it sort of builds. um, That it's sort of, it's not very funny at the beginning, but it slowly builds up to. Uh, a sort of climax of funniness So you can be funny in lots of different ways And so it, the children will have had quite a difficult job I think to choose between them
0: I've got to say I have read a lot of the books on the shortlist And great. it's tricky It I, is isn't it Because I've um, interviewed a few authors who've also been part of it Oh,
2: wonderful! And
0: so yeah reading I, like, I don't think I could pick for some no. of the categories No it's, no, it's
2: and it's, it's a tremendous I mean I always say if if the parents listening Or children indeed whoever is listening Look this is a great set Of books read all of them I mean it's wonderful there are winners and the winners are worthy and it means that children have road tested it and said i think this is a funny book there's no better road test than that but that said this is a great set of books and get to the library buy the books whatever whichever way you read books um have them on your kindle let me recommend all of them. They're all been they're all good, jolly, funny, good books.
0: Uh, well I better leave you to it because I feel like you've got a very busy day ahead of you. Yeah, I have. And you've yeah. got a lot of stuff to do, but thank you so much for chatting to us.
2: Oh well thank you, and thanks for coming.
0: That's it for the Fun Kids Book Club Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Remember, if you've enjoyed it, rate, review, subscribe, tell your friends all about it, and I'll see you soon. Bye.
1: Evie can talk to animals, and they can understand her. Read about her wild adventures in Evie and the Animals and Evie in the Jungle by best-selling author Matt Haig. Out now. So that was a podcast from the children's
0: radio station Fun Kids. Listen on DAB Digital Radio across the UK or online at funkidslive.com. Happy reading!